Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. Leave us chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Be going several places tonight, um, but it's all going to come back and finish out uh, in Isaiah chapter 1. Y'all just bear with me. <clears throat> so in the, the book of Isaiah, uh, this is a vision of the Lord to Isaiah about the disobedience of the people in this time. But we can also find instruction here. See, when I, I think about it as with our children, when they're doing wrong, we don't just simply tell them that they're doing wrong, but we must show them and tell them and teach them how to do right. So that's what we find here. We don't just see God telling Isaiah what the people are doing wrong, but you can find throughout here some of the things that we need to do right, some of the things that the people need to do right. And uh, I think we can take and apply this to our own lives with our children. Um, I think David almost started to get on some of those things this morning in Sunday school, but he didn't, and I won't get you know far into it, but I'll just say that we don't just simply need to tell them what they're doing wrong, but tell them what to do right and how to go about doing right. Uh, I'm going to read uh, several verses here, try to read through them quickly, and then pray and get on into uh, the message. Again, Isaiah chapter 1, I'll begin the reading in verse 11. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams, and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks, or of lambs, or of he goats. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Verse 16, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Let's pray. Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to gather together in your house. Lord, thank you for those that have come out tonight. Lord, pray that you'll touch me with those that could not be here. God, ask you to hide me behind the cross, Lord. I pray, Father, you just set me aside, Lord. I pray for you to be lifted up tonight, for you to be honored and glorified, God. I pray that you just show us uh, things in your word. Lord, I pray for your voice to be heard tonight and not mine. Father, I pray that you, God, would just touch and speak to our hearts tonight. Give us what we stand in need of. Help us uh, from your word, and we thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want us to look at uh, the title to the message tonight. It's kind of an odd thing to find, I feel like, in uh, this text, but I kind of got stuck on just one little phrase, and it led me to this, how to have a prosperous journey. So how do we have a prosperous journey. First, we must purpose to have a prosperous journey. 
you've got a purpose in your hearts and in your minds that we are going to have a prosperous journey. Before you take a trip to somewhere, you purpose to take that trip. Before you go on a journey, you uh, purpose that you are going to do that. Uh, we're fixing to go to camp. We all purpose to make that trip. So you've got a first purpose to take this journey. Y'all don't have to turn there, but Romans chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul says, making request, if by any means now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. He purposed to go on this journey. He said, if by any means now at length, he said, no matter the cost, no matter what obstacles get in my way, no matter the hardships that come, no matter if my finances are not able, no matter if my body is not able, whatever it takes, I'm going to purpose. He has purpose to go on this journey, if so be the will of God to the people at Rome. He purposed to have this prosperous journey so long as it be the will of God. Lord, help us tonight to purpose in our hearts and in our minds to have a prosperous journey, even if it's going to cost us something, even if it seems like what we may have may not be efficient, but He is efficient and He is enough. He is more than enough. And I believe if we'll purpose in our hearts to have this prosperous journey for the Lord that He will provide the means and He will provide the way. So as Paul purposed to go on this journey, he said, by any means, no matter what, so long as it was the will of God. And this word prosper simply means to be successful. So I want to ask us the question tonight, what does success look like to you? Oftentimes, when we think of a successful person or we think of what success looks like, we may think of a well-paying job or maybe running your own business, a nice uh, nice home, a nice car, a beautiful family, and things of that nature. And I believe sometimes we can get caught up in those things. Uh, but Paul said what success looked like to him was to fulfill the journey of the Lord, to go on this prosperous journey to the people so uh, as long as it be the will of God. He said, by any means, he purposed to prosper in the Lord. Lord, help us to have this view of success, not not the one that the world has to obtain this and that and to have all of these things. And I understand it's nice to have nice things, but as Brother David said this morning, God gives some men money and some He doesn't. But that's not where the happiness comes from. That's not where a true joy comes from. It comes from the Lord and believe we can have it if we'll have a prosperous journey in the Lord, if we'll fear the Lord, as David said this morning. This is how we'll have a prosperous journey. Number one, the first purpose to have that prosperous journey. Lord, help us to have that view of success that Paul had, to have a prosperous journey in the Lord. Second, what must you do for a journey? First, you must purpose to go on one. Then you must prepare or pack to go on this journey. Again, uh, we're fixing to go to camp. We've got all of our stuff packed. We've prepared to go on this journey. We've purposed and prepared to go on this journey. So to go on this journey, uh, I want to look at verse uh, 15 and 16 really quick here. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil got to clean up to go on this journey. You're not going to take your dirty laundry on a trip with you. You're going to pack your 
clean clothes. You might even tidy up the house a little bit because you don't want to come back to a sink full of dirty dishes and things of that nature. So we're going to have to do our laundry, if you will. We're going to have to clean up. We're going to have to tidy everything up, keep everything neat. We're going to have to prepare. We're going to have to pack for this journey. You've got to make preparations for this journey. We all know it's a very familiar verse of Scripture. What are you going to pack for this journey that I'm speaking of tonight? This prosperous journey for the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Our text says to put away evil. Put away those evil things. How are you going to put those things away? You're going to put on the whole armor of God. This is our luggage, if you will, for this prosperous journey in the Lord. The whole armor of God. Verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, wherewith ye may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always. So what are we going to pack for this journey? What are we going to need to take with us on this journey, this prosperous journey for the Lord? We're going to need truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, our salvation, the sword, and prayer. This is your luggage for this journey to prosper for the Lord. You're not going to have a prosperous journey for the Lord without His Word. And there's a many in here that could attest to that. Many that have been on this journey much longer than I have. And I, no doubts, most certainly, they have went back to this word time and time and time again to help them to be prepared for this journey. These are the things that you're going to pack on this journey. you got to take your salvation with you. you got to remember that you're saved. Sometimes we all have days that we don't really feel like we're saved. We're going to need to have that salvation with us. We're going to need to have that shield of faith that we might quench all those fiery darts of the devil. Again, our text says to put evil away. Put on that whole armor of God and put away evil. We're going to have to pack these things if we're going to prosper on this journey for the Lord. Thirdly, practice what you learn. And this is where this all kind of started uh, to Snowball in my head, verse 17, learn to do well. Just that simple phrase is what started this message for me. Learn to do well. And somehow that worked in my head as to prosper. You do well or prosper. It's kind of how I got, got into all of this. Learn to do well. But then we've got to practice what we learn. It says, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. I'll not get into all this, but I can't help but to think about that seeking judgment, especially the lesson Brother David gave this morning. Learn to do well, seek judgment. If you're doing right, if you're doing well, if you're prospering for God, you're going to seek His judgment because you're not fearing His judgment because you know He's going to judge those good works and those bad works. If you're doing well for the Lord, I believe we're going to seek His judgment because we know that we are going to be on the favorsome side, if you will, of that judgment because He's going to judge our good words. He's going to judge us for prospering in Him. 
And I'm not speaking of self-prosperity, don't get me wrong here, but prospering in His work, prospering for the Lord. And this is what I'm talking about, how to have a prosperous journey. Not as the world would see it, but as God would see it. A prosperous journey in the Lord. We must practice what we learn. See, we don't have to learn to do bad. It comes natural. It's in our damnic nature to do bad. You don't have to teach a child how to lie. They come from the womb speaking lies. We must learn to do well. And what's the best way to learn something is to practice it. Your kid plays ball. They practice and they practice and they play hard and they practice. You have many practices before the game because they're trying to learn how to play the game well. So we're going to do learn to do well by practicing to do well. Practice what you learn. Live what you learn. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Jesus says, learn of me. We are to be like Christ. The best way to be like someone is to spend a lot of time with them. We've heard our pastor say, and he does it, I do it, many of us probably do it. You spend enough time with somebody, you start picking up these little habits, these little phrases and words and tendencies and things that they may do. Lord, help us to spend so much time with him that we start picking up some of his habits. Lord, help us to be more like him and less like ourselves. That song um, Braylon and Nathan sang, I mean, I think the first time I heard it, Brother Josh Adams and his family sang it, and it has just stuck with me, and it's 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 really, I mean, it is just, it's, it's stuck with me big time. And I want the Lord to help me for that to really be my earnest plea, to be more like Him and less like me. We need to be more like Him. Again, the best way to be like someone is to spend all of our time with them. Lord, help us to spend time with the Lord. Philippians 4, uh, verse 9, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Those things that we learn, coming into church Sunday in and Sunday out, The things that we learn here, the things that we pick up here, the things that we learn in our self-studies and in our prayers that God reveals to us, we must practice those things. We must do these things. It's it's one thing to just come in and sit on the pew every every Sunday and hear the message and walk out the door and then go about your life. It's a whole other thing to strive to do those things, especially that God has convicted your hearts about as you sat in the services Sunday in and Sunday out. We must do the things of God. We must practice what we learn. As uh, you've probably heard many times, practice what you preach. Practice what you teach. Practice what you are being taught. We must practice these things. This is how we're going to have a prosperous journey, practicing the things that we learn. Uh, fourthly, plant yourself in the journey. Plant yourself in the journey. And I'm turning several places. We're going to get back to the text at the end of this thing. Plant, at the end of this thing, plant yourself in this journey. Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That one that is planted, by the rivers. That one that is planted 
by the water. And we know oftentimes that water will refer to Scripture, will refer to the Word of God. If we'll get planted in the Word, we'll get planted by that river, by that free-flowing river, which is the Word of God. We'll get planted in that thing, then we will prosper. We'll bring forth this fruit And whatsoever we do will prosper, not for us, not for our own selves, but for Him. And then we'll get those rewards, like I spoke about this morning on that day of His return. We'll be rewarded for the things that we have prospered in His work, not our own. Lord, help us to be planted. And I started kind of looking into some things as far as what it takes to plant. And several of you could probably tell us a lot more about it, but... uh, one said that you first you need to moisten the soil. Then you need to break it up. Then you need to add fertilizer. Then you need to till it up. Then you get ready to start planting. And I believe that God does all of this, this breaking up of the ground and things of that nature. Then I think that we play a part in that planting of ourselves. Staying planted. Those roots grow deep and far. And we must stay planted. In the ways that we are taught, those, the young ones that have been in this church for several years now, they need to get planted in this thing. I need to get planted in this thing. I said this morning, I mean, I've only been saved a little over three years now. I need to be firmly planted in the things of God, in the Word of God. I need to be planted by His Word, planted around His people, planted in good soil. You must plant yourself in this journey to have a prosperous journey. For the Lord. Prosperous journey in the Lord. Be like, help us to be like Paul. To purpose, by any means, to have a prosperous journey. Get back to our text here. In Isaiah chapter 1. Read verses 11 and verse 13 again. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? Saith the Lord. I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. Verse 13, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. God says he doesn't want any more of these sacrifices. He said he's full of them. He's had enough bullocks. He's had enough of the blood. He's had enough of these sacrifices. And I think sometimes we can find ourselves bringing God everything that we have, trying to lay down everything that we have, trying to lay down our pride, trying to lay down our family, trying to lay down our possessions, trying to lay down our money, trying to lay down everything that we have. Now, don't get me wrong, God wants those things, but there's something that He wants first. There's something that He wants more. God said He's full of all these sacrifices. He's tired of them bringing these things before Him. That's not what He's after. Look at verse 16. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Lastly, The point is, place yourself on the altar. God said He was tired of receiving these sacrifices. He's had enough of them. He said He was full of them. But then He goes on to say, wash you. Make you clean. Put away evil. Learn to do well. 
God didn't want their sacrifices. He didn't want their belongings. He didn't want all those things that they were bringing to Him. But He just wanted them. He just wanted them to come and lay their self out on the altar. God help us to give ourselves to Him. God help us to give all that we are, all that we could ever be, all that we might dream up that we want to be. Just take ourselves and give us to Him. He just wants somebody that's willing. He just wants a an able body. He just wants a person, a man that He has created in His own likeness and image to give themselves back to Him. That He can use them for His honor and for His His glory and so that you can have a prosperous journey for the Lord in Him. If we'll just lay ourselves on the altar and quit trying to give Him everything that He has given us, but give Him ourselves. And again, y'all don't take me wrong. I know God wants us to give Him our wallets. Give Him our children. Give Him our family. But I think more than that, and most importantly, first, I think He wants you. And I think if we'll give God ourselves, He'll have everything else. If we'll give Him ourself, we'll have no problem giving Him our wallet. We'll have no problem giving Him our children. If we'll give of our self. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. That's going to be... That's last on our list, but that might be the most important in having this prosperous journey is placing yourself on the altar. We're going to have a prosperous journey for the Lord. We're going to have to purpose to have that journey. We're going to have to prepare for that journey, pack the necessary things for that journey. We're going to have to practice what we learn. We're going to have to plant yourself in the journey. Lastly, place yourself on the altar. Lord, help us to place ourselves on the altar. Put ourselves out there completely for God. And I, I know this because I've, I've been there and many of you probably have. It's easy to say that. It's easy to think that we've done that. But then sometimes God will say, you're still holding on to something. You still haven't fully submitted to me. You still haven't fully given me you. You've given me all of these other things and I'm full of them, but I won't you to come. I want you to lay yourself out. I want you because I want to use you. And that's a blessing right there that God will use something as vile and wretched as man. He created us in His image, but we know we've got that Adamic nature, as I've already said. And there's no good within us but Him. But He wants to use us for His work. He wants us to have a prosperous journey for Him. Christ died for us that we may live for Him. Lord, help us to have a prosperous journey for the Lord. Y'all come with a song. I'll close in prayer. Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. God, thank You for the service tonight. Lord, thank You for meeting with us this morning. Lord, we do pray and ask that You'll just continue to touch and move in our hearts. God, help us to purpose to have a prosperous journey for You. Lord, I do pray that this brief message has been a help to your people. God, I pray that you'll touch and be with those that will be traveling throughout this week to camp. Lord, I pray that you'll touch our pastor and his family. 
God, I pray that you'll help us to purpose in our hearts, God, to prepare, Lord, for this prosperous journey. God, help me, Lord, to purpose to have a prosperous journey for you. No matter what may come into my life, no matter what may try to hinder my path, God, I pray you'd help me, Lord, as a young Christian, to prosper for you. God, help Lighthouse Baptist Church to prosper for you. God, help our pastor to prosper for you. God, help these young folks to prosper for you. Lord, help us to desire deep down in our hearts to prosper for you, to be more like you and less like ourselves. Lord, I do pray that if you spoke to a heart tonight, God, that you just draw them, just have your will and your way. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Lord, I pray that you just move and work tonight. We thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.